The Small Scale Life Podcast is all about resilience through homesteading and simple living. We're going to learn to grow and be a little better every day. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. Welcome to the Small Scale Life Podcast. I'm your host, Tom. Welcome back to the show. So glad you're here. I am coming to you live, live right now. Live from Eagles Ridge, our land in western Wisconsin. We did a whole podcast on finding Eagles Ridge. Julie and I talked about that a while back, and I'll have to link the show notes in that in case you want to know. We get, we did buy about two acres of property here in western Wisconsin, and I'm recording from the land today. It's been a dark and rainy and cold and windy, very windy day. I'm sitting in in a pickup truck. Yeah, we're going to talk about that too sometime real soon. A pickup truck that we purchased for this homestead project and uh, just doing recording. The last recording I did, the last podcast episode I did, and I was thinking about that on my way over here um, before I started recording, was what is resilience? That was a that was an episode before we purchased this land. I ended up at the landing just about a half mile from this property, and I finished the the podcast episode there. And I and in the video, I walked down to the water, and I was just half mile away from here. It was just like it was meant to be. And um, I'm back. I'm back here podcasting, back behind the mic, um, just with my little Roland quarter here. Nothing too fancy. My Roland R-05 MP3 recorder, and it's really nice. I've been using this for for a few years now. Um, but I wanted to come to you, come to you today, and just kind of catch up and uh, do a quick Eagles Ridge update, and then uh, we'll do our Hall of Heroes, of course, and then we'll just jump into the topic today, which is called flow. Really simple. I know SEO and Google is going to scream because it's not a long, but not too long of a title. You know, they have these rules, but screw it. We're just doing flow today. We're talking about flow. And I'll get into that, what I mean. But uh, yeah, thank you for being here today. We are very thankful you're here. And as as always, we've done this all year. We are starting our podcast episode with gratitude. It's hard to have a bad day when you start your day with gratitude or start your podcast episode with gratitude. So wanted to welcome you all here. You are our most important people because... Hey, you're following us, you're listening to us, and we do appreciate it. Um, it's It's been a bit, but that's okay. It's been a crazy, crazy May. A lot's happened. We will catch you up on all of it in a, in a future podcast episode, but not today. Uh, also wanted to do a bunch of shout-outs. We have Amy Dingman. She is awesome. She's our friend up there in Minnesota. She's a podcaster at A Farmer's Kind of Life. She's been belting out some great content, and we just really appreciate her and love her to death. Hopefully her uh, birds are doing well and, and thriving. They were under attack from rats, and you can catch up all of that on A Farmer's Kind of Life on her podcast, and she's got a great podcast going there. Uh, also, shout out to... Um, my buddy Terrence Lehu, who's doing a suit up podcast. That's a great little show, and uh, he's he's been kicking it. He's doing doing a great job there. It's good to uh, good to talk to him and my good friend Greg Burns out in Ohio, Captain Lumber Squatch uh, from the Contrary Beekeeper Show. Um, just a great guy, and we had a conversation this week, and and uh, minds were blown on both ends of the phone. Uh, just a lot going on, and it's always good to talk to my man, Captain Lumber Squatch. He is awesome, and I'll have to have him back on the pad- podcast as well. That hillbilly contrarian is always awesome. Um, also, shouts out to Mariah and Trish, Bert and Tim, our friends in the Minis- Mississippi River Valley. Great folks. Also, our friend Sarah Diesel. She's awesome. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome person in our life, and we'll talk about her in the future. Also wanted to shout, do shouts out to uh, Hannah and AJ at um, the Wisconsin Homestead Podcast. Good folks there doing good things. They had uh, a fun post about uh, pollinators and their yard. They're not mowing in May. Well, they might mow a little bit, but they're, they're almost there, and they have dandelions everywhere in De Pere, Wisconsin, so I think the popo is going to come over and say, hey, you need to cut your grass. This is looking like, this is looking looking crazy but good on them they're doing awesome and uh, it's always fun and of course you know we want to thank you all too for for showing up and being here i know i started that but it's the bookends right starting and finish with you because we do appreciate our fans and and folks so thank you for being here today and uh, again why don't you tell somebody that you're grateful for them for their service for for bringing you some food for checking you out at the line or you know in, in the cashier persons um just people just tell them you're grateful. It'll change their life. It'll change you. It'll give you a really big smile. And, and it's something we're really trying to practice here this year. And it really does make a difference. So make sure you, you do practice that gratitude. It's important. So with that, we're just going to jump into this and talk about flow. So there is a movie that and, and and I've used this line a lot, and I used it in my brother's wedding. Uh, I was the best man, gave the wedding speech, um, and I use this line because it is so important, and um, and it fits with so much in life. And 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 the line is this: It's from it's Steve Martin and John Candy in planes, trains, and in automobiles, and it says, "Nope, like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream." Just go with the flow, like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. And that is just, that's it. All right, podcast done. See you later. Bye-bye. No, no, seriously. Just go with the flow, like a twig on the shoulders of a mighty stream. And and we think about that word flow, and we use it in our everyday lives all the time. Think about it. You're talking about water and the river. I mean, I can see the Apple River right down there. It's flow. It's full. It's flowing really it's quick anyway, but man, today it's really going because it's got a lot of rainwater in it. We talk about creeks and streams and rivers, the flow, other liquids. We talk about that molasses in January doesn't flow at all, right? It gets very, um, it gets very thick and it doesn't want to move and, and diesel can turn into jelly. And when it gets really cold up here in Minnesota, we talk about electricity and power, right? We have the electrical flow, the flow of electricity, and uh, lightning is the same thing. And we have we also talk about traffic and traffic jams in this way, kind of like water in a pipe, believe it or not. We talk about beer and wine and liquor at a party. Wow, the, the beer was just flowing, the wine was flowing, man, this was awesome. You know, we do that all the time. Conversations with others. You know, our, our, our talk, we were, we were in the flow. We were just talking. We are getting along really well. Things were going well, right? So we use that in that context as well. And we talk about it with inspiration and creative endeavors as well. So I was in the flow. I was in the zone. You know, things were really flowing. Man, I just belted out a whole sculpture. I did this whole painting. I did this whole podcast episode. I did this whole video. Man, I was in the flow. The, the muse, it just was like, rah, and it turned out great, you know, and it was effortless. And then deep thinking and meditation, right? Smooth your flow and, you know, slow down, get in the flow and, you know, listen to some meditation music or something like that. You know, there's some really cool stuff out there. And then describing our lives, you know, it's, it's not flowing really well. Something's not flowing. I'm in the flow, you know, that kind of discussion. So there's a whole bunch of meanings for this little simple four letter word flow. It's, there's a lot of different meanings. So I can see how somebody learning our language would get frustrated. It's like, what, 
what are we doing here? It's this one word means so many different things. But let's talk about what it really means. So the definition of flow, and yes, I actually did look up in the dictionary online, the Merriam-Webster dictionary. So words are often overlooked and never examined. And let's take a closer look at this one, this little four-letter word, and, and that starts with an F, but not the one you're thinking of. So looking up a flow in the in the dictionary, it says the verb form means to move along or out steadily and continuously in current or stream. The noun form means a steady, continuous stream of something. Makes sense, right? And as a civil engineer, I don't know if you all knew that, but I, I went to college. I have my professional engineering degree in Minnesota. As a civil engineer, I learned about laminar flow. You know, that's the nice, smooth, everything's groovy flow. And then the turbulent flow, like things are really, that's where all the damage happens. You have all this turbulence going on. And, and we learned all about that in our hydraulics class. And then once you're going through that, you're struggling through it, you don't think much about it, right? <laughs> you just keep pushing and go, go get that C towards degree. That was kind of the way it was in that class. But if I really thought about it, we were talking about flow a lot at my student worker job as in the traffic management center for the Minnesota Department of Transportation's traffic management center. You know, they do the cameras and the flashing lights on the ramps and stuff. And, and we were running models then, models, we were modeling the traffic. And then as a consultant later on, I was a traffic engineer running the models. And we talked about flow quite a bit. And you could see, you know, with the cameras and you could see in the model when you have an incident, you have... Um, you lose lanes, suddenly you have this ripple effect and the flow is constricted and suddenly the backups happen, the traffic jam, jams happen and, and you have an incident, a construction, a police action, something like that. You could see the ripple effect as that traffic all backed up and people were looking, what's going on over there? And, and you, you would have uh, a natural slowdown and that's how a traffic jam happens. You know, that is flow. Traffic is flowing just like water through a pipe. Coming back around, I mean, I haven't done traffic modeling in a while, in a few years. Uh, definitely, probably since 2000, well, since 2010. And then I started recording, as part of Small Scale Life, I started recording like rivers and creeks and streams and, and water flowing. And it's got, you know, you're looking for that sound and it, it's got to be the right sound because there are a lot of, as I've said, you walk down a stream, you walk down a body of water and every... 10 feet, the water, the noise changes, the sound changes. And then you start to notice things about rocks and log jams and rapids and drops, you know, little waterfalls and, and, and waterfalls themselves and other instructions that flow or impede, uh, that, that impede the flow of traffic or the flow of water and create that turbulence. And that turbulence is the thing that creates the interesting sounds. You know, the water trickling over some rocks or a log or they, they create that nice soft soothing gurgling sound right it's it's just nice and soft and it's easy to listen to and like to fall asleep to and it relaxes you but you then you have rapids right a lot of rapids or some rocks or you have what's the drops or small waterfalls and or bigger waterfalls and they create this high energy rushing sound that can sound almost like static on a radio or tv and i realize that um modern TVs don't do this. This is back in my day, back in the 1980s, right? Where you turn it on, you get this static and it was something else. But it can sound like that with a lot of energy. It just sounds like a lot of static. And I used to think that was really cool stuff. But then I found that the, the softer sounds are more interesting to me. That's just me. So while all these obstacles can create great sounds for an ASMR type recording, you know, those nice soothing sounds before you go to sleep, you know, 
they cause commotion and turbulence in the flow in the nice laminar. You know, it's like that nice, smooth as glass flow, and all of a sudden rocks, and you've got a lot of energy going on. There's a lot of energy around those obstacles, right? A lot of energy is expel- is, is is pushed out as, as water starts to part and go around these things. And, and it's the same thing in our lives as well. Think about it. Your life is going around smooth as glass, and all of a sudden something happens. A crisis happens. And then what creates that commotion and turbulence, right? What creates all that energy? And it's like literally everything, (laughs) right? Probably one of the biggest ones are money and income, not having it or having too much of it because it does cause a lot of commotion and it's our attitude towards it. Uh, A lot of times it's relationships. Uh, It can be school and work and activities, you know, the relationships, the family, friends, the church stuff or, or whomever you're associating with, taxes and credit cards, again, more money stuff news, our current culture, attitudes, belief systems, thought processes, lack of gratitude, all these things create a lot of commotion, a lot of turbulence. They can. They can create just a, a mess. And, you know, it's, it's, it's literally everything that can cause rapids or a drop in our energy or waterfalls or a dam. You know, things can get all blocked up because relationships not going right or your career is hit a dead end and it's like hitting a log jam and there you are just stuck against the log jam and you got to figure out a way to blow that up and get out of the way just using water terms here can be anything but you get the point is you can be moving around along nicely and all of a sudden uh the job gets outsourced it's like going over a waterfall that's really that's really scary stuff right and you're you're flailing for a while to figure it out So these obstacles and these blockages can impact our attitudes, gratitudes, and interactions in a lot of different ways, in a lot of significant ways. So here's an example. You know, making hasty or poor decisions for your career, for business, uh, real estate, relationships, life. I mean, you know, when we were in, uh, we were mortgaged up to the gills in Illinois, and uh, the crash of 2008 happened, suddenly we were making some wild decisions. Was I, gonna, I, I, I could have lost my job, so then I needed to look for a new one just in case. And, and suddenly a whole chain of events happened, and two years later we're in Minnesota, and, and that whole Illinois life was done. I mean, it was good that that happened, but there was a lot of hasty choices, uh, decisions and choices that were made as part of that collapse. Um, another example, trying to force things to happen or events to happen, you know, it's like pushing a square peg in a round hole and, and forcing things. We just, I just did a podcast episode about, uh, filling in, um, the stair project and, and when you're in a hole, stop digging. Same kind of concept here that, that project had momentum and there was a lot of energy there, but it wasn't right. It wasn't the right way to go about it. So we had to stop and we had to stop forcing things. Um, and that's, and that's okay. You know, that's okay. That, that just, we stopped hitting our, you know, trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting results. So that's, that's okay to stop, you know, and then having poor communication interactions and relationships with family and friends that can cause a lot of obstacles and blockages, right? Um, you all might have different family situations or relationship issues. You never know what's going on in somebody's life, but that can create a lot of turbulence and, and obstacles in some someone's life is dealing with family and friends. It can just, or, or spouses or significant others, it can just, it can get really tough. So 
At times in your life, you can feel like you're swimming upstream against all the tides or against the whole current. It's like trying to swim in the Apple River right now. I can just, I can, I can see it over there. It's just going crazy right now, full of water. And you're trying to swim against that. You're not going to do too well. You're going to get carried down the stream. I know we've canoed and kayaked and tubed on that before. It is rocking through here. So not only are you pulling your weight through the water, but the river and the current are working against you. They're totally aligned against you. You're working way too hard for this. You know, what are you trying to achieve? You're working way too hard and nothing seems to be going right. Ever been there before? Ever felt like that? So when nothing is easy and everything is a challenge, life is telling you something, right? It's exhausting. And you finally just kind of start checking out and you burn out and you tire easily. Life isn't supposed to be like this. Life isn't supposed to be so damn hard, right? Things are supposed to be going in your favor. So while fighting and duking it out and fighting the good fight against the current sounds like bravery or courage. And this is actually how people drown, right? They get drown, they drown in rivers or they get pulled out to sea in a riptide. A riptide is a current. And it's got flow too. It's going away from the shore. So instead, you're caught in this riptide or you're floating downstream in this strong current. Instead of fighting that, you need to work with it. You need to slowly work our way to the shore. When you're getting carried out to sea in the riptide, you don't just immediately start doing the American crawl against it and try to get back to shore. No, you got, you're actually going to be out there a bit and you're going to have to go down the shore and you're eventually going to have to work your way back to shore. It's, it'll happen, but it'll take you a while and you might be way down the beach from where you started. And that's okay. Cause once you get to shore, you can walk it back safely. Same thing with the river. My aunt, when she was young, she got carried down the street, uh, down the Wisconsin River on a tube, and uh, they were very concerned because current was picking up. But she eventually got over to the over to the shore, you know, just kind of slowly worked her way over there. It happens, but it's going to take time. That's the big deal. So again, once we're on that solid ground, we can walk safely back to where we started. We can walk to a different destination. We can start all over again. It's okay, you know, but the key is getting to shore. So commotion, chaos, turbulence happen in our lives every day. It's just always around us. It's that Murphy come calling, right? Everything's going great. And then Murphy calling. Oh shit. What just broke, right? And we prefer to have those calm and still waters in our life. We would, we'd love it. It'd be awesome. But the fact is that the winds of change blow and the water starts to flow all the time. Just when you think things are going awesome, then something pops up, an issue happens. The pipe breaks, your car breaks down. Somebody starts giving you attitude. You know, things happen. So we've got to figure out how to deal with that. We have to, we have to develop a plan for working with the flow instead of fighting the current to, to go with it and work with it and get over to shore. So we need to get to solid ground. We need to have a plan. What's your plan? What will you do to work with the situation you find yourself in? How are you going to get to shore safely? How are you going to do that? The truth be told, there isn't one size fits all solution to life's turbulence, chaos, and commotion. There just isn't. Tries we might, we can't control people, we can't control things, we can't control policies, we can't control laws. We can't control life sometimes. Life just happens, right? 
We do know that certain things can and will happen that significantly impact those calm waters. We know our jobs will get outsourced. We know businesses close. We know cars break down. We know your house will need repairs. We know it's going to rain like today. We know it's going to snow someday. We know the pets and livestock will get sick and die. We know that people, people we love, will get sick and die. What's your plan? So Jules and I talked a lot about, well, we talked about financial freedom. We talked about minimalism. We talked about resilience. We've talked about all these things over the past couple of years. Adopting a resilient mindset is critically important, especially in times like these. And we continue to see the empty shelves around us. We know that goods are, that are round are getting very expensive. There is scarcity right now. Just try to order an appliance. Good luck. You'll be waiting there for six to nine months. Ask me how I know. We need to know what we have. We need to know what resources are around us. And we need to know how to acquire them when Murphy comes knocking at the door, right? We need to know what's, what we have to work with, what we can get our hands on, what's in our immediate reach, what we can work with. So having your financial ducks in the row is really key, right? Low to no debt, an emergency fund, having those things in place will help you when times get tough. You lose your job, you got an emergency fund, okay, you're good few weeks to a few months as you get moving along. Think about this. Do you remember the good old days when your mom would send you out to the neighbor's house to borrow a cup of sugar? Anybody experience that? You know, she's out baking or something and all of a sudden, oh crud, I need some vanilla or I I need sugar. Uh, And they make a phone call, call the neighbor. Oh yeah, send them on over. I'll have it ready for you. You'd go over next door, trot over next door in the snow, put on your moon boots and your jacket. Anybody remember moon boots? You'd walk over there and knock on the door and ask to borrow a cup of sugar. Then the neighbor would laugh and smile and gladly come back with a cup or two. Here's a little extra in case you guys need some more. And then they'd tell you that it wasn't a problem at all. Not a problem. And this is how I grew up. And I know that's that's how a lot of you all grew up too. We didn't have Amazon On Demand right? We didn't. When's the last time someone came and asked you for a cup of sugar, right? When's the last time your neighbor did that? In this day and age, it doesn't happen very much. Sure, you got a, a Patreon or you've got a, uh, you've got a, um, a GoFundMe or, or something for big stuff, but how about the cup of sugar? It doesn't happen that much anymore. It's because we don't really know our neighbors and we don't even, we don't even bake anymore. I know we don't. You know, we're trying to stay away from the carbs and stuff. This is this is that gift-for-gift exchange that has been a tradition for centuries, right? So someday I borrow a, uh, a cup of sugar from you. Next day, you might need one from me. And that's okay. That's how it goes, you know? This isn't a mining and extraction operation. This is, hey, do me a solid, and next day I'll do you a solid, or I'll do something for you. And this is the bartering of of life. This is how things happen, you know? And the bottom line is someday you might be the solution for someone else. You might have the expertise or the resource, the good, the service, something that somebody else needs. Someday you need it from them. Someday they need it from you. Gift for a gift. And it's not the same day sometimes. Sometimes it's weeks, months, years later. And that's okay. This is the ebb and flow of life. 
and this is how normal communities and neighborhoods have worked for, for, and villages have worked forever. The bottom line is, not all resilience is financially based. We should understand what resources are in our immediate area of influence, proper, our property first, then our neighborhood, community, town, and county. We need to know how to get them if we need them, right? We really, really, really need to develop a community and network of people that we can lean on when times get tough. Or sometimes they might lean on you, and that's totally okay. It's part of that community thing that we've been talking about for a long time here. And you might be saying, well, this all sounds real great. So what? Right? I mean, I know there's a few of you that are talking about that, or thinking that in your brain. What I'm going to say here, what I'm going to go through, you know, I realize people are in different places. So, you know, for those of you who are living through a crisis right now, you, this is it. I mean, you are in the depths of hell and you're working, you're clawing your way out of whatever it is. Concentrate on that. You are in survival mode. That is your number one priority, right? Nothing, there's nothing beyond that crisis, whatever it is. You need to focus on that. Get through that. Get through that crisis. We've been, Julia and I have been there a few times in our lives. For most of our lives, we've been in survival mode. We've been in crisis mode, had crisis modes going on at the same time. It's really hard. It isn't fun. And that just saps all of your mental, physical, and spiritual strength. So do that thing first. Get through hell first. And then come back to this once it's all over. I think that's something that the prepping community and homestead community miss sometimes is, oh, do this, 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 and this. But some people aren't there yet because they're dealing with a massive crisis right in front of them. So do that first. And let us know if you need help, right? Or need somebody to talk to. But for others... We're not working through a crisis right now. We are thriving. We have a job. We have money coming in. Our family's good. Everybody's everybody's doing good. We got through this COVID crisis, and we're moving along. Things are happening. We have one thing, a massive gift, and that's time. We have time right now. So we can take the time to develop that plan, get our finances straight, and save up resources. So where do you start with that? Where do you start? Well, maybe you should start right here. Think about this. I've A long time ago, and it's been a long time since I've talked about this, I developed some core principles and themes for small-scale life. And I, I haven't talked about this in a long time, and, and we've gone through a lot of different rabbit holes and done a lot of different things. But after a year of lockdowns and scarcity and fear and chaos and just strange stuff, it's really time to get back to the land and back to basics, really back to nature. And change is coming. It's coming all around us. You can't stop change. The only thing constant is change. And Julie and I are going to flow with that change. So we have 10 core principles and themes that are designed to slow your life down, get back to nature and focus on what's important. So here's what I see are some really core principles that I'm applying to my life right now. Number one, learn skills, practice those skills, and grow by teaching others. So this is the learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. That's shortened down, right? So learn skills, do them, and grow, and then teach some other folks. Really important. 
Number two, develop highly productive and easily and easy to maintain gardens. And this is where the wicking beds and rain gutter grow system with container gardens and raised beds come into play. They're, they're highly productive. They're, they're freakishly easy. Yes, there's investment up front, but man, there's no weeding. You don't have to worry about weeds and watering. It just does it, right? So that's really, really cool. Number three is lowering the cost of your lifestyle. This is minimalism, right? Minimizing your footprint, getting rid of the excess stuff that's not needed or used. You know, there's certain things that a a minimalist is not a person with a card table and a folding chair and that's it in their house. They've got the things they need. They've got the essential things, high quality, essential things, very few of them, but stuff that they need. That's important. Because then you're not burning a lot of cash on things you don't need, right? Number four, become debt-free through budgeting and by eliminating out-of-control spending. That goes with number three. Number five, and we talked about this. <clears throat> Locate, control, and conserve resources. And this is water, energy, transportation. This is, and food, right? This is the stuff you're going to need if something happens and, you know, like, a natural disaster comes. You're going to need to be able to find the stuff in your community, your neighborhood, in your community. And it's something that a lot of us just take for granted. And we found that out last year when the store shelves were empty. Where are you going to get food next, right? You're going to do DoorDash forever? It's something to think about. Uh, number six, build your community. That's your family, your neighbors, and your friends. And build it around you and help it thrive. Sometimes you might give for a bit. But eventually, things will turn and you'll get to. It's an ebb and flow, right? It's not just you giving everything away. If others love you, they will help you along as well. Be useful to others. This is kind of back to the learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. Be useful to someone. If you know how to do something, they'll they'll call you up, ask you how that works. Maybe you're a mentor for someone, and that's totally cool. Or a big brother, a big sister. There's something cool about that. You're building that relationship. And then lead by example. This goes back to one of my guiding words. Be the lighthouse. Right? We are being the lighthouse for someone, for our community, for our tribe. It's really important. We have to do the work, though. We can't just talk about it and then just expect everybody to follow our lead. We actually have to do it, too. Number nine, return to the land. Number nine and ten are actually very tied together. Nine, return to the land. Certain content creators in the homesteading space and prepping space have been talking, screaming, literally screaming to get out of the cities. Well, we're doing that. We are returning to the land, and we're going to work with it to grow food, maybe have some livestock. I have no idea what we're going to do yet. (laughs) You know, catch some fish, enjoy the outdoors. That goes to number 10, soak up nature and become one with it. You know, spend time outdoors. Dump the screens. Get away from those damn things. Get outside. Yeah, this year is really bad for ticks. We'll be talking about that in a future podcast episode too. Ticks are really bad this year, but it's beautiful outside. It's gorgeous. Go out and soak it up. It's a perfect time to do that right now. So think about those 10 points and the stuff that we are, we're going to build small scale life around all this. I know we've gone here and there and done all kinds of stuff, but we're really building this around these 10 points. You know, we can spend a lifetime chasing dollars and cents, yet we don't have the sense to take care of the basic 10 core principles. 
We've become addicted to consumerism, screens, the modern Western culture that pumps out garbage at an incredible rate. And that's where we get into trouble, right? Too much debt, not enough savings, few prospects, no connection to nature or people, and living life on the hamster wheel fulfilling someone else's dream. I had a conversation recently with somebody and they were just, they were looking forward to retirement in like 10 years and they were just going to keep walking on that treadmill. And they're so smart and they're so talented and they can do so many things and they're just going to, they're just going to work for 10 more years. And I'm like, dude, by the time you get there, you'll be kind of a, a little old man, a little old woman. There's a better way. There's got to be a better way. There's something you can do to get, to break that, to start, do things differently. You don't have to wait until retirement to live because that day might not come. It didn't happen for my dad, 53 years old, had a heart attack dead. You've got to start living now. And that is a problem of the American scheme right there. Work until you're a little prune and then expect to be something else. And you're tired at that point. No, that's not the way it should be. And I don't have an answer for what, where you go with that yet. We're working on it. That's why I was doing some interviews with people who had their own small businesses. So we can start thinking differently about side hustles and little businesses and trying to break that, break that hamster wheel. Are you sick of all this yet? I certainly am. I work to live. I don't live to work anymore. And I did that in my 30s. I did that. I lived to work. And I worked a lot. And it, and it, it was really unhealthy and, and it damaged physically damaged me just sitting in a chair for 12 hours a day that's crazy so reviewing these 10 core principles over i can see how we julie and i need to ramp up and execute them as we start our new homestead in this rural place and we don't know many people there we don't know many people here we don't know many people it's going to be a challenge for us right we are building we are creating a homestead out of nothing but I think all the work and all the conversations we've had, all the studying we've done, it's going to pay off. All the things that, it's amazing, all the things that we've done in different places and different spaces and improving houses and furniture and, and the land here, it's all coming together. And we're going to use it all. And we're starting to see results already. And we've just barely scratched the surface. We've just barely started. Just wait. Some of you that have been doing this for years, my hat's off to you. You're so far ahead of some others. But the key is to just start, right? To start. So change is coming. We need to go with the flow like a twig in the shoulders of a mighty stream. However, I like to say this too. We'll use our paddle, our 10 core principles, to guide us around life's commotion, chaos, and the rocks to keep moving forward. If you just go with the flow, you might find yourself caught up in a log jam or going over a waterfall. You've got to use your paddle guide your way. So are you ready to join us on this adventure? We're just getting started. <laughs> There'll be some twists and turns that we didn't even see coming. There's going to be some rapids. There's going to be some drops. Hopefully no big waterfalls. You're going to have to hold on tight. We don't know what's coming yet. That's the beauty of it. So we better put on that life preserver. We might need it. <laughs> we might roll a couple times. But it's time for the river to take us where it takes us. You ready? Push off. Let's go. This is Tom from the Small Scale Life Podcast. Remember to learn, do, grow, be a little better every day. Go with the flow like a twig in the shoulders of a mighty stream and use your paddle to guide the way. We'll talk to you real soon. See ya. 
This has been a production of Small Scale Life Media. Cops is filled on location. All subjects are innocent until proven guilty. Depeer, Wisconsin. Oh, hey there. Yeah, uh, this is Officer McGillicuddy here. Yeah, I, I got a complaint here about your yard there, guy. And uh, apparently, uh, you know, there's some things going on in the backyard there that I got to go check out there. You know, someone was, uh, you know, saying that you got the wood chips and there's too many wood chips back there. And I got to go check it out there, guy. Oh, oh, there they are over there. Well, I don't see what the problem is. I mean, it's just the wood chips and it's okay. I mean, you know, we got to check out these things. We get a call at the office and, you know, uh, that's how it is. So, uh, yeah, that's all I needed to do there. Yeah, you got the wood chips there. They're over there. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you keep her moving and uh, watch out for them deers. Wear your seatbelt and uh, I'll be seeing you real soon. This is uh, Officer McGillicuddy. We'll see you later, guy there. See ya. Bye. Say hi to your mom. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I sound like a dumbass all the time, so. Yes. Yes.